to another episode of The Follow-Up. I'm Eden, and this is my dad, Noah. And every week, except for last week, because I was on vacation, <laughs> we sit on my bed and I have a conversation about something we want to talk about. And this week, we're going to talk about our weekend. Well, welcome back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you and I on vacation. I was hanging here yeah. by myself. Followed. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was nice to have you back on Friday. Missed you, missed you for the week. And how would you describe your weekend? Uh, a weekend of new experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a weekend of a weekend of firsts yeah. for sure. So let's start with Saturday. Saturday. So for the first time, I went to an LIU basketball game. Okay, so let's let's explain all this in case there's anybody new. So we live in New York City. Yes. Yeah. LIU is Long Island University. University. They their basketball practice not practice their basketball facility mm-hmm. or arena we'll call it. Mm-hmm. It's here in New York. It's in Brooklyn. So there's different campuses of LIU, but LIU Brooklyn is a Division One basketball team whose games I used to broadcast back in 2005 and 2006 when I was just out of college. And LIU plays in the Northeast Conference, an eight-team conference. And one of those, like the winner of that tournament goes to the NCAA tournament. It's just... It's a one-bit conference. It's it's low major basketball. So it's not very far away. It's only about half hour away. So we went to the game on Saturday. So, okay, so you have been to NBA games before? Yeah. You've been to a WNBA game. You've never been to a a college game before. This isn't typical of all college games. No. But... All right, so ex- try to try to describe the the scene there. The setting. Yeah. So there's so you walk in, you go up a flight of stairs, and then you see the arena. It's not the arena. You see like the court. You see the court. Mm-hmm. You walk straight in, and there are there's the court in the middle, mm-hmm. and there are a bunch of bleachers around it, mm-hmm. and you choose where you want. Right. So there were so. We were going to buy tickets beforehand on, yeah. on my phone, and we couldn't. It wouldn't hit complete purchase. So when we got there, you walk, there was no line. And we walk in kind of where the pool is, and I said, where can we get tickets? And they said, it's your lucky day. It's free. <laughs> so we just walk up, and we just sit wherever we want. The place holds about 1,500 people, I think. There might have been 200 people. Might have. Kind of, Including players and cheerleaders. Yeah, it was kind of sad. And but the head so the head coach of LIU Brooklyn is Rod Strickland. So for any basketball fans out there, Rod was a great New York City point guard. He was the first big star to go to Oak Hill Academy for high school. So he kind of put that program on the map in high school. And then he played for a number of years in the NBA. Was one of the all time leaders in assists. He was a, a great. I, I wouldn't say great. He was because he's not a Hall of Famer. He was a very very good NBA point guard. And he's now the coach of LIU. And it's his first year coaching the team. So these aren't his players. Okay, so we went there knowing that LIU was not very good. No. They had three wins all season, only one against the Division One school, which came against our buddy Randy Brochu's Sacred Heart team. Yeah. And Randy listens to the podcast, so he'll like that. So this basketball, um, how would how would you how would you describe LIU's performance uh-huh it was not very good <laughs> no. that's how i'm gonna describe it 
that's putting it nice. That's putting it nicely. It was it was terrible. <laughs> we we had a great time. We had a good time seeing that together. Just watching basketball. Yeah. Basketball is fun. So is fun to watch no matter what you're watching. Um, they do you remember how long the drought was for LIU at the end of the first half? Like eight minutes. Eight and a half minutes to end the first half without a field goal made. Fourteen turnovers in the first half. Eight made field goals for the game. 20, Twenty-five. Twenty-four turnovers. 24. They made less field And they made twenty-one shots. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes! And um, and they played. They played Merrimack, who they were fine. Played good defense. And they they just they just couldn't make shots, and they kept turning the ball over. And, and some of these turnovers, I kept thinking, what is what is going on here? I I I, I just I just couldn't believe certain things. Certain yeah. things were happening. Right. And I was trying to picture myself if I was broadcasting a game, how, if I was the home team announcer, how I would have handled it. But if you were a, an unbiased national announcer, then you could put a little bit more personality into it. It was it was a mess. It was a mess. Yeah. Um, but the dance team was good. They were pretty good, yeah. 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 But it's, so it's just something different. Like, you can... Like in New York, you could go to a Knicks game, you go to a Nets game. You don't. It's not like a college town. No. That's the biggest city in the U.S. So you, know, you can go to Brooklyn and go to an LIU game. Yeah. Yeah. But it was still very fun. Yeah. Would you do it again next year? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of funny seeing Rod Strickland on the sideline, just going like this. Oh. <laughs> he was pretty frustrated. <laughs> And I don't blame him. <laughs> Even the parents of the players in the stands were. <laughs> I just felt really, I felt terrible that this was their basketball experience. Brutal, yeah. brutal. Um, Ma, oh, uh, another first. Mom and I went out to dinner last night, and you had a new sitter. She never, she never sat, she never come over before. Yeah. Yeah. And so you guys had fun. Yeah. So that's always that's a that's good. So that was a that's another new experience. Yeah. And in um, our in our building, so you can explain it real quick how it works. So in our building, um, because it's different. Like when there's like we have like a building link, and so like you can post like yeah message board kind of thing. Message board like you need sitter options for sitters. Like people can contact you and say, oh, I I would be willing to be one of those people. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and then they come over and we meet them, and then, okay, yeah, for the future, if sure. we need someone to come over, yeah, and it's like, come up in the elevator, or, you know, there's no, it's not, not like when mom and I would babysit, or I don't know if mom babysat, but I, I would, you know, I did sometimes when I was a kid, and you'd have to, you know, you get in the car and you drive somewhere, it's a little different here. Yeah, just walk. You could just come in your slippers right. if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, so that was fun. Yeah. Okay, okay so and what about today? Yeah. So, for the first time, I went to the Tenement Museum. Mm-hmm. And where is that? Um, Lower East Side. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure Orchard Street. Orchard Street, yep. So, and the tenements where the the neighborhood around there and the tenements were these, the buildings where many, many immigrants and a lot of Jews, right. when um, when escaping persecution, settled in this area. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, there, and there's, so they have lots of different types of, mm-hmm. different types of tours from different eras there. And mom and I have been before, but you hadn't been there before. And mom is, she's read a lot of uh, historical fiction yeah. about about the area. So she's 
she feels pretty attached to it too. And so today's tour was about two different families and they recreated, well, they actually used one of the apartments of one of the families and then used another room in the apartment, two of the other rooms in the apartment to look like the other families yeah. who lived there. Yeah. So it was and in the 50s and 60s, a Jewish family and a Puerto Rican family. So as you're, as you're in there, what, what are you, what are you thinking? We were sitting in, in the girl's bedroom of a eight-year-old, eight-year-old girl from, from that time whose, whose parents were Holocaust survivors. And I this was 1955. It, it's just, it's really interesting to see like what it was like back then, I think. And kind of like comparing that to like what it is now mm-hmm. and kind of just seeing how different it was. Mm-hmm. What, what, what did, Especially what really stood out? The differences. The differences. I think just what really stood out was how they got the apartment, Mm -hmm. but most people were only living in the area because it was where other people were, which I thought stood out. Other people, like like other Jews. Jews. Yeah, just that stood out because I think it it was interesting that they moved there because that's where they were. Right, but so, then, yeah, kind of when okay. they moved, everyone else started to move out. Yeah, yeah. Right, then it got much more diverse right. there. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Right, we saw that progression between so the I 50s thought that and was 60s actually and really 70s. Yeah, because you move somewhere. To be with other people like you. Right, exactly. Then, so shared experiences. Kind of, everyone started moving out of that area. Yeah, after yeah, so yeah. a certain time, just neighborhoods change over. I thought that was interesting. How it was like just the change. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing a chart. How it was like over a few years. Decades. Just decades. Just how diverse it started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, between the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and the change in and yeah. ethnic. Like now, when you look at New York, it's so diverse. Yeah, but at one time down there in uh, in the 50s, it was. Like a majority white, white yeah. and then in the by the time we got to the seventies and eighties, it wasn't. Right. Yeah, let alone Jewish or not, it just that's what it was there. But I think it's 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 great that it's diverse now. Sure. Yeah. Because. Yeah, a lot of people are just living together. Yeah, sure, and but they but moving there because they felt the most yeah. comfortable, and also right. that's where they could afford housing. Yeah. But because it wasn't luxurious at all, and it's but where they could afford it and where they could be around other people who yeah. might have understood yeah. where they were coming from. Yeah. I mean, that was a family of a 39-year-old and a 27-year-old husband and wife who met after, being in, after surviving concentration right. camps and met in a, um, in a camp set up by the yeah. U.S. Army and then building back their lives. I mean, I can't imagine ever, I, there's, there's nothing I can imagine less than, than going through that. Um, but then, you know, this, you know, an eight-year-old girl who's, who's your age, eight years old, now with those parents and living here and not knowing anything about what her parents have, yeah. can you imagine like not knowing, or totally understanding all those things that the parents have, have just gone through? Yeah. Yeah. What also stood out to me in her bed, in their bedroom was, and I know they, they recreated some things, but yeah. there just wasn't yeah. instant. There just wasn't much. Yeah. In a bookshelf, had some books on it. That's, 
done it. So most things were just, you know, they just went outside and ran around and played. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she seemed to and have I a happy that, childhood. Yeah, something also that is that everything matched in there. No, you had the, the wall. Everything yeah. matched. Everything was bright. But what I thought was funny was what we saw of that apartment. Mm-hmm. So they were talking about how the mom really liked to paint the walls different colors. Mm-hmm. So one of the girls made the color was blue and it was pink. Mm-hmm. But the two rooms that we saw the colors of were blue and pink. Oh, that's true. And I also thought, like, that kind of stood out to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm nervous. But yeah, and I, I like that the mom was painting and changing the colors to keep them bright. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, and it is interesting to go on different tours of different neighborhoods in New York. I think we've talked about it. I think we might have talked about it once before, about the walking tour that we had went on. And, you know, you live in a... Oh, yeah. You, you know, you live in a we city. We live in an area, but we, we barely know anything. Right, and there's just so much history around. Right. And I also feel like that's the case probably in, in most cities around the, in yeah. the United States. Even the smallest cities, there's nothing like that. Yeah, there's history. There. There's history? Mm-hmm. You can find history everywhere. Yeah, which, is, which, I think is, which I do think is really interesting. Yeah. To be able to find that history everywhere. Um, all right, so now you've got... So now, like, you've kind of opened your eyes to some different yeah. things and... I like that, you know, when I was your age, if Grandpa had said, hey, we're going to go to this museum, I would have thought, oh, man, uh, all right. Like, I, I wouldn't have been as open-minded as, as you are. So I, I appreciate you being open-minded with it. Yeah. And next, I'd like to go to the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. I need to be four feet. Now I want to get to the top yeah, you have to be four feet to get to yeah, the top. Yeah, have you ever been to the top? I don't think so. Might be a new experience for you or me. Yeah, exactly. Mom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we'll, yeah, we'll, Another we'll, new experience. We'll do that in the, in the spring. Yeah. Alright, well, this is fun. It was a good weekend. It was? Hope you have a good week at school. Thanks. Love you. Okay.